Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, guys, welcome to Monday, April 19th. And um, the next little part of this uh, Civil Liberty, Civil Rights series. So we, we kind of have got done with the Civil Liberties stuff. That was last week with all the amendments and the due process and the, the rights of the accused, the right to free speech, free press, free religion, uh, right to bear arms, all those things. Um, and I wanted to specify, you know, civil liberties, those are those things that the government cannot take away from you, right? The government can't take away your those rights that you have. And that's what the first 10 amendments are, is, is the liberties that you have. And, you know, sometimes you'll see the ACLU involved in some of these civil liberty cases where they're you're going against the government some of these things i think uh in, in one of the, the podcasts last week's last week i mentioned um potawatomi versus earls uh earls was a student who was being drug tested you know by my school system it was a school school-wide thing and uh the aclu came in and helped her out you know, saying hey, that that is unlawful search and seizure that's a violation of your right to privacy so um but that's what civil liberties are okay civil rights on the other hand this is where the government's trying to do the protect so civil liberties protects us from the government. Civil rights is where groups that have been traditionally you know, marginalized or uh, discriminated against and things like that are the government's making an attempt to protect them to level the playing field or whatever it might be. So uh, that's where we're at. Now, the other key thing here and the overarching theme of this unit is the 14th Amendment. Okay, the 14th Amendment defines what a citizen is. But they, and, and that's what most people know. All right, but within the 14th Amendment, and probably the more important part is the Due Process Clause and the Equal Protection Clause. The Due Process Clause is what we kind of got done with, where you're guaranteed those rights if something happens to you. you know, you're, you're not going to be unlawfully searched and seized. You're, you're going to get a right to a lawyer. You're going to get a right to a jury trial and all those sorts of things. Okay, They can't take away your freedom without giving you due process. All right. Then we move now to the Equal Protection Clause. All right. The Equal Protection Clause is a huge one uh, and it shows up quite often. And, and this just means that the all the laws all right, that are out there, not just the you know, 14th Amendment stuff, but anything, any law should be equally applied to every single person. It doesn't matter what color you are, you know, what religion you are, what sex you are, what you identify as or anything like that. Every person should have the laws applied to them equally. Me, as a 43-year-old male, should have the law applied same to me as it should be to you as an 18-year-old female, or whatever it might be. So that's equal protection, okay? Now, we're going to go over 5.10 and 5.11 today. Um, 3.10, 3.11, if you're looking at the college board stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, this is, th these two really deal with, with uh, so the social movements and the equal protection and then the government response to them. So that's where we'll concentrate. Uh, and as usual, to save for time, you know, I'm gonna really focus on what's in the, <clears throat> the college board standards and talk about the groups that are there. But just, you know, there's, there's other stuff that we could talk about. There's a ton of court cases we can go over, but we're gonna stick to, you know, what you gotta know. Uh, I, and I'll, I might reference a few extra court cases, but in the, in the 
essence of you know, saving time and, and not having you have to listen to a 20, 30 minute podcast. I just want to uh, stick to kind of what's in the in the book. All right. The, the, the standards. Um, so we just talked about the 14th Amendment, the Equal Protection Clause and how important it is. Um, and we talked about civil rights and how the government is the one doing the protection. Typically, that protection is from discrimination based on whatever it might be, whether it's uh, religion, race, uh, sex, sexual orientation, uh, you know, national origin, whatever it might be. Uh, there's there's all sorts of things that are protected and the civil rights looks to to, to help with and protect with. And then the 14th Amendment is going to be extended there. OK, now the standards are going to mention specifically the leadership. All right. And it has a couple of groups here, the civil rights movement, the women's rights movement and LGBT rights movement. Now, there's others. Like I said, we're going to focus on these because that's what the, the standards say. Um, so you know, if you want to talk about any of the, any other groups that are out there, let's let's have a conversation by all means. Um, but that's that, that's that's what's in the standards. All right. So first up, the civil group, civil rights <clears throat> leadership, and uh, we concentrate on Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his letter from a Birmingham jail. This is a required document, so you need to pay special attention. Once again, just like with all the other documents, you don't have to quote from it. You're not going to say, well, in paragraph ten, sentence five, Dr. King said this, this, and this. You don't have to quote from it, but you do have to be able to reference it, what it's about, uh, and those sorts of things. Okay. And so uh, the big thing about it is that in this letter, uh, Dr. King is going to um, defend his idea, his policy of civil disobedience. Okay. Basically, after he was arrested, several white clergy members had criticized him and his. The actions of the of his group, the civil rights, uh, the NAACP, and all that kind of stuff, um, and he wrote back to them basically saying that you know this is this is why we're doing this is this is the reason, and the reason is you know equal protection. The laws are supposed to be equally applied, so we're choosing to not honor, not follow unjust laws that are being applied unequally. That's what civil disobedience is. Is where Laws that are not um, that are unjust are not going to should be followed. And so that's what uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was was preaching and applying uh, to these laws. Okay. Uh, next up was the women's movement and specifically the National Organization for Women. Um, women have been fighting for equal equal rights for for a long time. All right, um, and really saw success in the 1900s. You know we. Women got the right to vote in 1919 with the 19th Amendment. Uh, there has been uh, attempts to get an equal rights amendment passed. Uh, we've talked about this when we talked about the process of equal of the amendment process, um, and it fell three votes short back in 1970 something or other, late 70s, early 80s. Um, equal pay is still an issue today. Um, and I, I know there's some, some professions out there where the pay is not equal. Um, like I've said before, kind of for me as a teacher, I kind of live in a bubble uh, in that I don't really see it because, you know, all the teachers, we, we get paid the same regardless of who we are, my, minus, you know, hey, I'm, I've been here longer, so I get paid more than the person that's first year teacher and things like that. But um, 
so there's that. But anyways, all of it deals with is, hey, all this stuff should be equal, okay? Uh, and the equal equal protection clause, uh, everybody should have the right to vote. It should be equal across the board, um, equal pay, so on and so forth. Uh, there is a court case, uh, not a not a requirement, but Reed versus Reed in this case. Um, married couple, they got divorced. They had an adopted son who passed away. They both wanted to be the executors of his will or his estate. And the court just assigned it to the, the father. And the mother's like, you can't do that. And the courts are going to agree with them. All right, saying you can't just arbitrarily assign someone something such as that as an executor or whatever it might be based on the fact that they're male. All right. Uh, next up is the LGBT uh, rights and equal protection. Uh, so it's still being fought for uh, today. Um, yeah, there's been some successes, but um, there's still still work to be done here. Okay. Um, some of the, the equal protection items that I, I found uh, on the ACLU website was a um, couple states, 10 states have, have banned uh, employment discrimination based on sexual orientation. Obviously, one of the big ones happened in 2014-15 with Obergefell versus Hodges in the same-sex marriage case. That, that whole case was almost centered around the 14th Amendment and equal protection, you know, equal application of the laws um, being uh, fair. Um, so a couple cases that are a little bit older uh, dealt with some of the, the items that had, uh, for lack of a better word, tried to outlaw some of the homosexuality uh, acts. Uh, there were some sodomy laws, uh, you know, other things. Um, and in 1986, they got held up with Bowers versus Hardwick. All right. Uh, the courts ruled that they were okay. And then 2003, which is more recent, Texas versus um, Lawrence, is going to overturn a lot of those laws, 14th, citing the 14th Amendment, equal protection. So, um, so there is 10. Moving on to 11, and I'm running short of time. And, and I wish we could, I mean, you know, we could talk longer about all this stuff, um, but I'm trying to keep your, honor your time. Uh, so point 11, uh, government responses to social movement. So there's really four things you got to know. First off is Brown versus Board of Education. Uh, and most people are familiar with this case. This is the desegregation case. I don't spend a great deal of time on it. It will be your written final. Uh, there's two choices. Both of them deal with Brown. So just keep that in mind. But pretty simple. Hey, schools are not equal. All right. Plessy versus Ferguson had said you can have separate but equal. And so schools can be separate as long as they're equal. Schools work. And so the Equal Protection Clause was invoked here, the 14th Amendment. And the the, the schools um, were asked to, to desegregate. Now, obviously, we know and remember from our U.S. history days that that didn't happen right away. That case was in 54. And... Um, Love schools and didn't desegregate until the late 60s. So, uh, and some of that had to do with the Civil Rights Act. So, that's a response to the social movement, the Civil Rights Act. Uh, and this tied to the, the, the Brown versus Board case, but there's other things going on here. Um, you know, you've probably seen some of the pictures of the separate eating facilities and things like that. The Civil Rights Act is going to say you can't discriminate. Uh, restaurants, hotels can't discriminate, and things like that. Uh, it also had a special provision in there about the schools. Um, being sure that they integrate in a timely manner or the school systems could face fines, jail time, things like that. Title IX of the uh, Education uh, Amendments Act, that is going to ban sex discrimination in schools. Uh, 
We typically tie it to athletics uh, in the school systems, both at the high school level where we're at and at the college level. Uh, but it, it could be with anything. You know, if a teacher's like, oh, girls in my class can't get anything higher than a C or whatever it might be, you know, that's sexual discrimination. Right. So Title IX. And then the Voting Rights Act of 1965, uh, the Civil Rights Act needed a kind of a, an extension amendment, whatever we call it, to, to try and make voting safer, make registration voting, reset, to make registration for voting safer, to make the actual process of voting safer. Uh, so they, they passed the, the 1965 Voting Rights Act. Okay. All right. So I went a little bit over 12 minutes. Uh, I apologize for that. Once again, uh, there's a ton of stuff we could talk about with these two things. Uh, if you have these two topics and want to talk about anything, uh, please hit me up on uh, email, remind, uh, Twitter thing, whatever. Um, please do so. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of the extra stuff because uh, I really kind of feel like I, I should have given myself more time instead of tie myself to that 12 minute thing that I told you. So anyways, guys, y'all take care uh, and I will talk to you in class later.